0: Would you dare to choose it yourself or not? Hello everyone and welcome to the Choose It Yourself podcast. This is Christiana, and I am the PR manager of Coca-Cola. Not the first podcast of Coca-Cola, but definitely one with a meaning. This series of podcasts is going to look deeply into influencer marketing practices and how companies make use of influencers to build their brand reputation. We want to show our customers that we care about them and their personal opinion, listening to their own personal taste. In today's podcast, we are going to look at the psychological aspects touched by influencer marketing and how companies want to attract more customers using different techniques, both related to influencer marketing and branding. At Coca-Cola, we stand for freedom of choice among our customers and encourage them to make choices themselves. So... In other words, with this podcast, we want to enhance you towards choosing it yourself. Our mission at Coca-Cola is to create new options for you, our customers, that would allow you to earn freedom in mind and spirit. We intend to connect people and refresh not only individuals in their own choices, but also communities of people with mutual interests. Now, I'd like to introduce one of our experts today, Diana Naneva, who will tell us more about her experience in influencer marketing. Hello, Diana, and thank you for being here with us today. So, can you please tell us more about yourself, Diana?
1: I was doing an internship a year ago at Study Portals when I first uh, started working with for marketing. I decided to initiate a project related to that because I saw that it was a trend and I was interested in learning more about it. Um, so I wrote a report about it and, um, presented it to, to the team, uh, they approved it, so, I started, uh, learning more about how to influence the target audience I was working for, um, depending on their interests, and then I was, um, I, I searched for influencers and contacted them to, uh, collaborate with them.
0: Okay. And, uh. Uh, talking about the psychological side, how did you look into that or can you describe yes,
1: it? Yes, the, um, uh, the, uh, the target audience would be more convinced to like or dislike the brand uh, if they hear it from a person that they like. So, for example, um, if, if someone is following an influencer and see that the influencer likes a certain brand, If if this person likes the influencer, they're more likely to believe that this brand is actually good for them, and vice versa. So if if someone dislikes an influencer, and they see a brand that the influencer shows, they're then less likely to
0: actually engage with this brand. Okay, so people really show to be willing to follow a famous person's opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Their their emotions and actions are influenced by uh influencers.
0: Okay, and how would you define or describe an influencer?
1: Um a, a person who has a huge following and um engages with them, sharing uh ideas and opinions and having strong beliefs. Usually people um People are identified as influencers if they have something to say, and they say it out loud publicly, usually on
0: social media,
1: or any kind of media.
0: And which one would be, in your opinion, the most useful uh, tool to use for influencer marketing? Uh, It really
1: depends on the target audience. Um, For younger generation, Generation Z, uh definitely social media like instagram and tiktok is the strongest (coughs) platform for millennials this would be um for example tv or radio Uh, but also i think it depends on how conscious they are and how how well they understand that they're influenced by people they like by celebrities for example uh, so for example generation that is much more likely to be influenced by others than millennials.
0: And why so? Because uh, millennials
1: don't have uh, millennials have stronger opinions themselves and it's their opinions are based also on, on experiences while generation that is it's still young people who learn and uh are given much more freedom to choose what they like and what they don't like. And I give them a lot of sources of information and they need to choose certain ones to believe in. And it's easier when you're overwhelmed with information, it's easier to focus on one source of information that you believe in. And in this case, it could be an influencer.
0: Yeah, and that is also where the consumer behavior and the psychological aspects that we just described yeah. come in, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and you described that you were working for a company doing uh, influencer marketing and looking into that. Are companies more and more engaged into these practices?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it really depends on the company and uh, um, the what their strategy is and what their product or service is, um, because, for example, yeah, in my in my uh, situation it was a company um, promoting education. So education is very difficult to be promoted through just from the brand to target audience directly. So they were searching for a more natural way to uh to connect with their audience so um, well, for example if you are just promoting uh, a simple product like I don't know um, a, let's say a food uh, some kind of food then you don't necessarily need an influencer but the more complex your uh, your product or service is the more likely people are to, to use an influencer to get effective for example let's say there is perfume. then the brand would use an influencer to make it look more sophisticated and uh, the influencer would promote it would talk about it to the target audience
0: okay but are they usually long-term relations an influencer marketing campaign let's say or can it just be yeah spontaneous like have you heard about uh
1: um, well it, it, it's definitely not spontaneous because you really need to get to know the influencer and their style and it, the influencer needs to match with uh, your own company. If if I speak from the company side. Because um let's say um yeah, again I'm a, a, a company about educational growth Then I would search for an influencer because interests are studying books or they they're talking about um anything related to education then would it would be good to create a long-term relationship with this influencer but it also depends on the terms and conditions you said this with the influencer. It's, it's of how for how long you want the contract to last and um it, it also depends on their performance so if you see that uh, they bring a lot of interest to your brand then you can extend the uh, relationship.
0: Okay, yeah. I but understand.
1: usually, it is in in my case. Uh, but it it was again discussed in the company. Um, our strategy was to get as many influencers as possible for a short period of time, so that the uh, target audience that, that they, it doesn't look that suspicious because you just see a constant flow of people. Uh, who who promote your products, and um, it looks um it looks more natural to
0: to do it. Okay, okay, yeah, I see. So, uh, in the end, you need to find influencers who match your interests and your brand values, right? And yes, so
1: you you want um, also the influencer to match with your target audience's interests
0: okay okay is there any um any other thing that you would like to add about it or
2: um
0: i i recently got interested
1: more into uh what it's like to be from the influence uh, influencers fight and i participated in a, in a conference where they discussed um how to become an influencer and how to connect with the right brand mm-hmm. and it's actually helped me to understand the brand site and uh, just the relationship between the company and the influencer and it was just interesting to understand about the different, tra- the different types of activities that uh, brands do for influencers and uh, let me just see yeah for example what the contract is based on, it might be just social media goals, um, uh, for how long this post stays online, um, what other traffic uh, you bring, so it's not just about likes and views of the post, but then it goes to how many people buy your
0: product, uh, after they in an influencer, um, yeah, and what's a way of tracking that?
1: Yeah, tracking is actually really difficult because you can never prove that. Um, I mean, uh, unless it's based on a post and the likes and the views of the post and the comments, is just general engagement. It's really difficult to connect the purchase to to the influencer because it's a it's really psychological. So I guess um, would be good to. To see in the beginning what the number of purchases are uh, if and then see over time is that if one influencer has uh, increased or decreased the number of purchases. but this can also be affected by other factors so it's really difficult to say um, yeah.
0: Uh, okay
1: yeah yeah the uh, w- what I saw for so what brands the um offered influencers uh, also include um, not just content creation, but also, for example, event attendance and press trips, where companies pay the influencers to go to a certain place and experience something. Uh, it, it's just firsthand experience, and then it comes more naturally for the influencer to describe their positive experience online instead of just being told by the company. That they should say this and that, and they should post
0: certain content. Yeah. It
1: gives them also more freedom, and then just the whole experience is described much more naturally.
0: Understand? Yeah, everything makes sense, and you just uh, gave us some really valuable information. Thank you. Influencer marketing—such a topic. Uh, let's now talk about brand reputation, and today we have with us Malush Huring, who can maybe tell us more about it. This part of the interview is conducted by my colleague joel thank you joel
1: what what is what do you f- think or what what according to you is the meaning of brand reputation
2: um, I think brand reputation is all about uh the image of a company um So, it's the opinion and the perception that people have of a company, uh, and it can be a customer, um, just the public in general, but also the stakeholders of the company. And um, I think it also... I think brand reputation really depends on on what you do and say as a company. So, for example, um, what are you doing for sustainability? are you actually doing what you say you are doing? And how are you treating your customers? How are you, how are you treating your employees? Um, I think having a good brand reputation is very valuable uh, for an organization, and it's at the same time very fragile. So once it has been damaged, it's very hard to repair. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I would see brand
0: reputation. Well, guys, this was our first episode. Thank you so much for listening and keep choosing it yourself. Stay tuned for the upcoming episodes and follow us to stay updated about our series.